0: You ask these people, you know, oh, so this person had a stroke. Well, when did you take them take them to the doctor, mm-hmm. right? And they're like, oh, well, we never took them to the doctor, right? So uh, education is just huge in huge. these countries. Just simple education, and that's what Ultimate Mission is all about. I mean, the our our the health workers are not doctors going into the community and prescribing things, right? Right. Yeah. They are out there trying to help people with their health preventatives is our job and, and also helping people recognize when there is a problem and when they need to go to the doctor.
1: Right. The healthcare professionals are very busy people. Mm. And so we can't always get them the same ones to go every time. So we, we're always getting new ones. And what we've done is try to set up a template so that we have a basic foundation of PowerPoints and examples of what, what our 35 classes are, because that's what it is for the, the initial, um, what would we call it, the, the initial training is 35 classes. Hey, you are on the Christian Life Empowerment Podcast with Aaron Rittenour today and Jim Reynolds, of course. And today we are at the, the Gospel Outreach Studio in Walla Walla. So I've traveled to Walla Walla. So right now we're doing this on camera as well as, so hello everybody, as well as just a regular audio podcast. So if you're on the audio podcast right now and you really have to see me, you can go to camera. And if you don't want to see Aaron and I, you can go to the audio. So, there, you know, have it either way. But we're here right now because I came up to uh, film some videos with Aaron. So Aaron, you work here for Gospel Outreach and Ultimate Mission. So how are you liking living in Walla Walla? You've been here for a little while, right?
0: Yeah, we have been here for about eight months. Uh, I love it here. Uh, the, we do miss the mountains in Montana though, but uh, it's it's been really nice. The weather here has been been uh, quite not, not like Walla Walla. I mean, not like Montana,
1: you know you were no you yeah you were saying something about it was it wasn't 15 below when you got up this morning so, right, right. <laughs> so I,
0: every day i put a really heavy jacket on i walk out the door and then i'm like oh never mind i yeah. <laughs> don't need the heavy jacket
1: oh yeah now i haven't been to montana but my son was there and he was talking about 30 below and stuff like that and i'm like no thank you i don't need that 30 <laughs> at a certain below.
0: temperature it's just all the same it's just cold <laughs> yeah
1: yeah, yeah. very cold so yeah. yeah i don't know i don't i i, I kind of like it colder better than hotter, but you know what? That's why I like the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Not that cold. Yeah. Not that hot. So for the most part, so you're good. So yeah. So we're here in Walla Walla right now. And the reason we're here is because Aaron and I was supposed to go to Ethiopia in November Mm -hmm. and that just got trashed. I mean, it was, it was my first time to Africa. You've been to Africa before, right? Mm
0: Yeah. A few times.
1: Okay. Yeah. So, and, and for those of you that don't know, Aaron does the filming for ultimate mission. So he does, he helps me with the, uh, podcast. He helps with all the video work we do. He, you, we've been together with in India probably three times. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Aaron flies around the world with me and, and we have a great time. We have a lot of adventures. Yep. And so we were supposed to go to Ethiopia. And we were going through all of the turmoil with, with COVID and all the restrictions. And it's a, it's a moving target trying to travel anywhere right now. It's just mm-hmm. ridiculous. And so we were going to go to Ethiopia and we we'd figured out all the COVID restrictions and what we had to do to get there. And then, well, they had a civil war. Mm-hmm. And so the civil war was going on, but it was way up north. And we were like, all right, it'll be okay. We were going to do some traveling in Ethiopia. Then the civil war got hotter. So we decided, okay, we're going to stay in Addis Ababa. And then like three days before we were ready to go, all of a sudden I'm getting these nasty emails from the state department saying, get out of Ethiopia. Right. And yeah. it's like, yeah, well, I'm not there yet, but probably a good indication that I shouldn't go. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we, we decided uh, the day before not to go to Ethiopia, didn't we? Was yeah, I believe before? it was the
1: day before. Yep. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, it's it's still a mess over there. I've been watching the news, and, and it's still a mess in Ethiopia. But mm. So what we were going to do is, so for those of you that don't know, one of the things that we do with Ultimate Mission is we take medical teams to third-world countries, and we train Bible worker wives, pastor's wives, to do medical missionary work so that way they can work with their husband alongside of their husband and go house to house and, and be kind of the felt-needs part of the ministry, which is really cool because a lot of these homes of these Bible workers and these pastors, they can't get into, uh, they, you know, the Muslims, the Hindus, the, the people, you know, with no religion or whatever, they just don't want anything to do with these Christian pastors. But when they have a wife that has a stethoscope around her neck and, and she's there to help and she's there to help their children and their parents and, and them when they're, you know, they're suffering with, with, you know, really bad diabetes or all kinds of stuff. And so when he has has there his wife there that is a health worker he can get almost in almost every door mm. so so we've been doing running this training and we have well i think about 190 women now that we have sponsored that we're we stipend wow. and that work every month so we were going to do that in ethiopia now Were you anxious to be in Ethiopia and and do some filming there as as a photographer?
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. I was I was excited to go visit another country. (laughs) And so I've never been to Ethiopia before. Mm, But you know, I really think we made the right call because, you know, it seems like Ethiopia deals with unrest every 15, 20 years. And I know a lady, I had her on my podcast. She was a missionary in Ethiopia in the late 90s, and her husband was gunned down, and her maid was gunned down Mm. in a vehicle. Her whole family was in the vehicle and and her child almost died as well if i remember correctly. So, you know, these these situations can become quite serious and for us as, you know, foreigners to be driving around in a vehicle around Ethiopia and around Addis Ababa Probably not a great idea during this time. And yeah. you and I, we would love to just go anyway, regardless of the unrest. I know that we're not too worried about it. But, you know, to expect the women to be traveling from where they live to right. Addis for for the training and then also expecting, you know, the docs that are Going over to Ethiopia with us to to go over there during this time. Some of, time of them rest. female,
1: yeah. And rape just... is a big. I mean, that's a big thing going on right now. I was I was reading one report where there were over a thousand women that had uh, reported rape. Right? Oh my! Over a thousand, and those were being raped by the government. Uh, uh, officials or the government military. This was in Ethiopia. In Ethiopia. So Mm -hmm. these were the good guys, right? Supposedly the good guys that were, that were doing. And so if a thousand women in Ethiopia reported it, how many women are not reporting it? Mm -hmm. You know, because in that country and in some of these countries like that, these women aren't going to report this stuff, especially about military officials. And for I mean, yeah. it's got to be 10, 20 times that.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, it's not like the U.S. <laughs> right.
1: And even here, a lot of women don't report. I right. mean, there's a lot of stuff that never gets mm-hmm. reported here. But you got to figure over there, it's, huh, it's like I said, it's it's probably 10, 20 times that. So, like you said, to bring these ladies from their villages all the way, some of them had to travel like a day and a half to get to the training program we were going to do.
0: Yeah. I think the question that we had once we made the decision that we were not going to go to Ethiopia, first of all, you were going to be going to Ethiopia in partnership with uh, Gospel Outreach Canada. Is that Correct. correct? Yes. Yeah. So you were going to be training Gospel Outreach Bible worker wives in Ethiopia through Go Canada. Yes. And so once we decided we weren't going to go, the question is, okay, what can we do Um, with the money that has been given to move the mission forward. We can't be in Ethiopia, but what can we do to move that mission forward? And so we came up with an idea, and I think it was a really great one. And that's what we've been working on
1: over the past couple of days. Right. Yeah. And it wasn't just the money, it was the time. I mean, we had um our docs and nurses had spent just hundreds of hours putting the programs together, the training program that we were Mm -hmm. gonna do in Ethiopia. And so You know, we put all this time and all this effort because when you're going to go do a week worth of training, I mean, you put a lot of time into thinking about this and memorizing and putting things together to do a training program. Those of you that are teachers know what it would be like to do this, uh, just all of a sudden do this training program that you've never done before. For them now. Uh, now, Ultimate Mission has done it before, but what we do is, well, we normally end up with different docs and nurses every time because we do, can't get. The know, healthcare professionals are very busy people, mm. and so we can't always get them the same ones to go every time. So we we're always getting new ones. And what we've done is try to set up a template so that we have a basic foundation of PowerPoints and examples of what what our 35 classes are, because that's what it is for the the initial um, what we. We call it the the initial training is 35 classes. Mm. We do five days of seven-hour classes a day. And so we have a basic template for that. But still, these teachers, you know, they have to put together this stuff. So they've done all this work. We put all this money into it. So what are we going to do? So we came up here. Aaron and I had an idea to come up here, and we videotaped our training. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it isn't the same as if you were training people, but it, we got what, 20, 15, 20, 22 minute videos of an overview of the training program, but we also have the PowerPoints that we put together. So, yeah. what the idea is, is that we'll send these, we'll put these up on YouTube. And in YouTube, you can get closed captioned in a lot of the languages that we're working in. So, we're working in Telugu and Hindi and, and, um, uh, um, Oh, the Filipino language, um, Tagalog,
0: Tagalo. Okay. Tagalo,
1: and then Amharic, and then there's a couple other languages in Ethiopia. I don't remember the names of them. We may not be able to get, but all those four languages um, will close caption across the bottom of a YouTube video.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I'm really curious about the PowerPoints because we haven't given, you haven't given an update on Ultimate Mission on the podcast in a while. And so what does training look like for ultimate mission now with the powerpoints versus before i know that you would take docs over nurses over to these other countries and they would come up with their own presentation right right yes so how is it different now
1: well so we would basically give these medical professionals um, saying okay we want to do a training on this on this and this we you know and and they would come up with their own curriculum for that training but we started realizing that you know a- as great as all these people are we needed we needed to standardize our program so what we did is we we got a group of docs and nurses together and we put these powerpoints together so now we have a standard training program for For a basic, you know, uh, basic first training program, when we go to any of these areas, now of course there is training that we do that for the the ladies that have been there for a while. We have these extended training programs on breast cancer, on you know, um, pre birth, on on different things. But but we have we need this basic um, basic training we should Mm -hmm. call it. We we need this basic training program. And so that's what we developed with these PowerPoints. And now we can bring a doc or nurse in and we can say, here is the PowerPoint. You can tweak it a little if you want, um, but this is the basic thing that we want you to teach for this class. And it makes it easier for them too.
0: So having a standardized curriculum Mm -hmm. is just going to really help in moving this mission forward.
1: Well, the other thing I believe that it helps is, is, so one of the first things we do when we go to a new area is we hire a medical professional in that area to oversee the program. And so, for instance, in, in Ethiopia, we hired Teraku, which is an amazing registered nurse. And he's just doing phenomenal over there. Matter of fact, we didn't go to Ethiopia. But we brought the the other thing we started doing is doing a pre-training. So we brought them in for a three-day pre-training program before we got there. So in the past, what we would do is bring um, docs and nurses over, and we would do a five-day training, and we would feed these women with a fire hose. I mean, these ladies were just fresh off the boat right they come in and we just shoot them with the fire hose with all this incredible information these people came up with and and then we'd expect them to go back and remember this and go to work well, we started realizing this was this was a bit much. And so now we're bringing them in for a three-day pre-training. We're familiarizing them with their equipment, the blood pressure cuff, stethoscope, and all this other stuff we give them. And we give them their books. Mm. So they're able to study for a month or so before we get there. And then we bring our medical professionals from the U.S. in, and these ladies already have a, a foundation. And so what, this is what we did in Ethiopia, thankfully, because then Warburg broke out in this area. The roads are closed down and, um, and we can't bring them in for the training. We can't go for the training, but guess what? We still have 12 women and we put them to work. <laughs> so we, we went ahead with the pre-training that they had. We didn't, we haven't given them their, their equipment yet, but it doesn't take, you know, it doesn't take equipment and it doesn't take a lot of training to be able to tell a mother that she should breastfeed for the first six months exclusively. Yeah. It doesn't take a lot of training to tell uh, parents that their children need to wash their hands and drink clean water, that they need to eat a diet that has more fruits, nuts, and vegetables. Mm-hmm. I mean, so there's there's a lot of things more with first aid, with you know, a, a lot of the, the the subjects that we teach that that we can give them that will help their communities. But really, you can cut infant mortality in half if you can get kids to drink um, clean water and wash their hands. Mm. So, mm-hmm. we can still do an awful lot with what we've got. So we just went ahead and put them to work. And the other thing is you learn on the job. Yeah, they've got their books. they they, they have a way to connect with their medical supervisor to ask questions and and they're working. and they're, you know it's it's amazing. We do what we can.
0: You know, I have a question for you that i've never I've never thought to ask you, and that is, as the president of Ultimate Mission, How do you figure out what the need is in a specific country, region, area that you're going into? Because I know in India, something that we run into a lot is strokes, Mm, right? Um, And and people being sick and dying from, from lack of clean water. And so that's a really big thing, specifically in India. But going into a new country like Ethiopia, did you look into what some of the issues are in Ethiopia before planning on traveling there? Or do you go there and then ask the community and figure out what the specific difficulties are in that country?
1: Mm. Well, I would say yes and yes. Um, So I spend a lot of time on the internet um, looking at the different things from the World Health Organization, from that country itself um, matter, you know one of the things that, that Ethiopia, a problem Ethiopia had that we addressed in, in our training program that I learned from, from just asking questions and from the internet was uh, female genital mutilation so there's something wow. we we don't deal with in india or we don't deal with that in the philippines but i uh, because of the research i was doing i realized wow this is this is a huge problem here and this is something we need to address in our training um and so you know a lot of these third world countries have very similar problems water um lack of nutrition you know malnutrition um um hygiene you know a lot of the same stuff but you know for instance the, the philippines a big problem they have is is they don't have uh, the the women aren't breastfeeding like they should mm-hmm. and 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 it's a huge problem there and the reason it is in the philippines is because they have these formula companies and these formula companies will give out free formula to new mothers which is against every world standard you know, it's just, um, they shouldn't be doing this. So they give out this free formula and the new mothers are using the free formula and their, their milk dries up Mm. and now they're stuck with Mm. formula. That's all they can do. And so, you know, we learned that about the Philippines. So breastfeeding is a huge thing that we deal with in the Philippines. So and you talk about stroke in India, and that's something I figured out from going into the villages, and I I couldn't believe how long it took me to figure that out. I, I watched these people that were paralyzed. And and I'd go into these villages and they had paralyzed people all over the place. And it's like, why are these people paralyzed? And and I started asking questions after a couple of years. It took me a couple of years to figure this out. And it's like, okay, how long does it take you to get to the doctor once you realize that you had a stroke? Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, you're supposed to get to the doctor within two hours, right? After having a stroke. These people are telling me two days, two weeks, two months. And so all of a sudden we realize, okay, a big thing we need to do is do a training on how to recognize when somebody's had a stroke. And we have some really good stories of those people being recognized. So it's, it's a lot of questions. And I try to connect with as many people as I can that have been to the country and, and ask them questions. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, it's just amazing. People are willing to give you information. I had a lady call me the other night. I don't even know how she got my number. And, and I asked her how she got my number and she had told me a name that I didn't know. And, and she called me and talked to me for about an hour and she had lived in Ethiopia. And so she was an 80 some odd year old lady Mm -hmm. and she just wanted to tell me everything she knew about Ethiopia. So that kind of stuff is just, you know, it's solid gold to me, especially if I haven't been to the country, but even if I had, I mean, there's, there's, you you can't, I mean, I don't need to know everything there is about America and I've lived here all my life. Yeah.
0: You know, the strokes, that was surprising to me as well. And, and, uh, you know, you, you ask these people, you know, Oh, so this person had a stroke. Well, when did you take them, take them to the doctor? Mm -hmm. Right. And they're like, Oh, well, we never took them to the doctor.
1: Right. Right.
0: And it's like, well. No, no, no kidding. They're, they're paralyzed, <laughs> right? It's, it's simple information that just has to be, has to be given to these people. So, uh, education is just huge in huge. these countries, just simple education. And that's what ultimate mission is all about. It's training these health workers to educate people, right? I mean, they are, our the health workers are not, are not, um, doctors going into the community and prescribing things, right? Right. Yeah. They are out there trying to help people with their health, Preventative is our job. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. right? Preventatives is our job, and, and also helping people recognize when there is a problem and when they need to go to the doctor. Right. So, yeah. you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to ask you too many questions, no, but that's I, have, okay. I have so
1: many. Yeah. I, so,
0: <laughs> I have all these questions for you. And one of the questions is, you know, uh, some of the listeners may not know this, but Ultimate Mission has an app that has been created for the women it's like a web app that has been created for health workers so that the women can be held accountable through what they are doing this is a problem that a lot of organizations run into is how do we make sure that these women not only are being held accountable but also they are staying motivated in what they are doing how mm-hmm. do we do that and that and the answer is the app What's the name of that app again? Mission Connect. Mission Connect. Okay. So you have Mission Connect. These women can actually go on and they can answer certain questions on the app. They There's can seventeen
1: up- questions, yeah.
0: Okay, seventeen questions. They can upload photos and then they can shoot it to you and it's in their language, but when it gets to you, it's in English.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. So this is this has been very, very handy for us. And like you say, it's it's a good way. I mean, these people, these women, they're they're wonderful. But there's nobody looking over their shoulder, right? There, There's nobody seeing that the, you know, are you getting up and doing your job today? Are you visiting today? Nobody knows. You could just be collecting the stipends. And so we had to have a way to, for accountability, especially when you start getting more and more people working for you, you're going to get some that, you know. Mm -hmm. aren't aren't doing what they what they should be doing i mean it's just human nature
0: everyone has to be held accountable i mean the 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 employee is held accountable by the employer right and the and the small business owner is held accountable by all of the people that they're doing work for you know i mean there's there's accountability everybody's got to be held accountable so so this app has really helped with that specifically.
1: So that's
0: really exciting. And and you guys have had that app for what, a year and a half now, two years?
1: Yeah, two years. And we have uh, donated the app to Gospel Outreach. So we developed the app. And then we've uh, Gospel Outreach is starting to get to put it online for their workers as well. So I'm kind of proud of that. That's that's you know,
0: something to be proud of. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's something that's to be proud neat. of. So,
1: um, and it's just it, it's just great to have the partnership that we have with Gospel Outreach that we can do that kind of stuff. And and they, I mean, they do so much for us. So it just works both ways. I mean, we're in the Gospel Outreach studio, and 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 we started talking about you know we came here we we're doing the videos, So so we can't go to Ethiopia. Yeah. So what we did is. We 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 put together these videos and we're going to put them on YouTube. So, and and so ultimate mission is doing a, a little bit of a, a experiment with YouTube. Mm-hmm. we ha- we aren't able to go out as, as you know, there's not been camp meetings and the churches have been, you know, hit and miss. And, and usually the way that we've been able to let people know what we're doing and to, to get more partners in what we're doing is to go to churches and camp meetings and different the events like that, where we can connect with people, we can tell them and we can meet them and talk to them and show them what we're doing. But we haven't been able to do that for the last year and a half. So we're doing a thing on YouTube and we're putting out videos and this is going to be one of the things and and you know there's medical missionary work that needs to be done overseas but there's a lot of stuff we can do right here because what medical missionary work does is it helps you make a connection with somebody it helps you to build a relationship there you're doing something for somebody in which you're not expecting anything back right this is just out of love and and you're not doing it so that you can get bible studies you're not doing it so you can baptize people right when you do medical missionary work it better be for one thing and one thing only and that's love and that's because you care about people if you're doing it for any other reason people are going to read right through it you're not going to be effective it's not going to work so you got to do it for one reason and that's because you love people and you want to connect with them and so i'm hoping that a lot of these videos will help people here in the United States and and in the in Canada or or Europe or you know some of the Western countries that don't don't have these horrible diseases going on all the time, but um, but we know you know even with the coronavirus that we're dealing with, that um, if we are as healthy as possible, it's going to make a huge difference in whether or not we could survive if we if we get the coronavirus or even get it at all. So yeah,
0: you know if there's people out there who are thinking you know, you're going over to these foreign countries, these third world countries, and you're helping people, but there's people that need to be helped right here. Well, there may may be some people out there who have no idea. Ultimate mission is so much more than just overseas third world countries. Ultimate mission is doing work here in the United States. And that's how you started was doing work here in the United States. And you've created um, a, a lot of different resources. You have the the um uh, the neighborhood connections, right? You've yeah. got neighborhood connections, and that's that's huge. Another thing that you've done is you have now planted a church that has been up and going for mm, well <laughs> officially like
1: op- six months. Yeah, well, officially se- se- since September. So oh, got yeah, it. So yeah. not that long not ago. not that long ago. Yeah. Unofficially, we've been going for for quite a while because when coronavirus shut down all the churches, our cor- core group started meeting together. Mm. But then we um we in September we were September eleven we picked that date because ah, who could forget that one? Um, so we started September 11th, and on Sabbath, and we we're now in a building in an Elks Club. So we're we've got a building that we have room for 225 people, and right now there's 15, 20 of us that meet there every Sabbath. Mm-hmm. But we have we have such a wonderful time there, and it's just it's so amazing being able to start a church and and the people that are coming to this church, Aaron, they're people that that weren't really going to church before. Some of them were, were Adventists that just weren't really they they quit going to church, mm-hmm. right? And then we have a lot of non-Adventists. We have one couple that's come to this church that um the man started looking in the on the internet and because he was he had studied the Bible and realized that the seventh day was the Sabbath. And he was started thinking, okay, well I mean who worships on Saturday? And so he's searching the internet for Saturday church and you and I've done a lot of work to try to get our church up on the internet, right? To so people are searching to in in the SEOs for for search engine optimization for Google, we've been doing some work to get us up there. Right. And And what was funny is he lived in Canby, which is, you know, a couple cities over, which there's a few churches closer to him. And he says, you know, we were looking, we we had a hard time finding an Adventist church or church that on Saturday, and they found our little church because we'd been doing search engine optimization. Wow. So all these churches that have been there for years that were closer to them, they didn't even, they couldn't find. So they ended up with us and they really liked the format that we're doing. So we're doing something that is, is different, Mm -hmm. right? We, we have some some very good music, um, and we and we don't have a sermon, so it's it's kind of how you would picture how the churches started, you know, in the in the apostolic days, right? They just met in in homes or small buildings, and they would get together and they would sit down and they would read the Bible and they would discuss how that how that uh, what you know what that meant in their life, and that's what we're doing, and so we're having a good time with that. And, you know, you talked about the um, neighborhood connection. So this is uh, to, to prepare for disasters. And we developed a book. We used the Mody Drop, which is the water purification tablet we used in India by the thousands. And we put that in the book. And I tell you what, Aaron, that is the best outreach I've ever done. I've just done two of them recently. The last time I did it, I did it at a home with 27 people right? 27 people came to this and just neighbors meeting neighbors and connecting with neighbors. And a lot of these neighbors had never met each other before. And, but they're meeting each other for the first time. And what an incredible outreach that is. And people are so happy to do it. It isn't like, you know, and, and so what I find is 50% of the people that are invited come to this. Now you tell me what religious program you've ever been a part of that 50% of the people you invite come to mm-hmm. it's it does it's unheard of
0: mm. it gives you a reason to connect with your neighbors yes yeah. yeah and that and that and then you can plant that seed
1: yeah 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 yeah. So what's, so ultimate mission, you know, I, I just wanted to do this podcast this morning, since we were here at gospel outreach, ultimate mission is, is still moving forward. Aaron and I are still doing everything <laughs> we can. Um, you know, I, I so much appreciate Aaron and having this partnership that we've had over the years yeah. and, and you and I, I mean, we feel like partners. I feel we are just working together, trying to, to, you know, spread the kingdom of God. And, and I just want to let you know that ultimate mission has never stopped. No matter where we were with the pandemic, no matter what happened with civil wars, if if we get blocked on one door, guess what? We can't go to Ethiopia. All right, we're going to go make videos. We're going to send those videos to Ethiopia. If we can get to India, we're going to go to India. If we can't get to India, we'll figure out another way. We put over 94 women, we put 94 women to work last year. We couldn't go to India but we have 94 new women working in India last year. So God allows us to continue this work and expand this work and maybe even expand it better than we could have before, even with all the difficulties that is happening. So if you've been a partner a supporter of ultimate mission, boy, I really appreciate what you've done. And, and because of you, we're we're continuing to move forward with your encouragement, your prayers, and your support. We, we are not going to stop until Jesus comes.
0: Yeah, and I've appreciated you, Jim, and and, and this partnership, and and uh, yeah. Let's keep moving forward. Let's keep moving
1: forward. Yeah. All right. Well, if you've lasted this long in this uh, in this podcast, because this one was went longer than normal, um, I have a feeling I forgot to set a timer up. Well, but, we're
0: at about 32 minutes. Oh, I then, hope I didn't ask too many questions. No, I just no, I, no.
1: I appreciate you having me on the,
0: the Christian Life Empowerment podcast. And <laughs> and I have so many questions for you. So.
1: Oh no, we'll we'll have to do it again, but this was fun. Um, yeah. and so yeah, hey, if if you've if you appreciated what you watched, you, you know, hit the subscribe. Button and and uh, go check out the podcast we've done before. Check out the Christian Life Empowerment YouTube channel. Like, share. You know, anytime you help us out on YouTube or Facebook or or anytime you are able to take an email and share it with somebody else, I mean, that's missionary work. It is. If you believe in what we're doing and you tell somebody else about what we're doing, you're being a missionary because that's how we expand. We cannot do this work without you. We can't, we can't do it by ourselves.
0: Yeah. I mean, if one person shares this with five of their friends and just one of those friends is somewhat interested in what we're doing here and shares it and it just spreads, right? right? Like yeah. wildfire. So don't feel like it's insignificant to share this with your friends. If you believe in what we're doing yeah. here and, and uh
1: yeah yeah i mean if you don't believe what we're doing hey don't worry about it but <laughs> but if this if what we're doing you know helping people that are in their own countries to to do the work if if you know what we're doing with with training people to fish makes sense to you then yeah yeah help us get this message out because there's a lot still left to do yeah a lot of good. all right yeah. thank you very much goodbye and and anything any parting words Aaron? Oh, just
0: thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Oh, it's been that, a pleasure.
1: Yeah, it's been fun. All right. <laughs> God bless. See you later, bye.